Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. It is your host, Viola Hug, and I'm joined with an amazing guest today. She is so full of energy, so colorful, so fun. Um, I'm excited to welcome her to the show. So we're going to be talking about really fun things today all around the woo-woo, um, intuition, girl power, all these beautiful things. So joining me all the way from Texas, USA, I have Brittany Carmichael, who is a empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. She's also a trailblazing light worker, psychic medium, hairstylist, and 99% unicorn, (laughs) which I think is like one of the most awesome descriptions for her because she totally gives off those fun vibes. She, um, yeah, all of the things about her are totally magical. So I was really excited to invite her to be on the show She's also done some pretty amazing things. She's the founder of Shine School, which is an online course to help women awaken their authentic self and shine from the inside, which, I mean, even just the name is just like the most gorgeous thing ever. (laughs) So she's known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women feel beautiful inside and out. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Brittany. Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell tell us a little bit about who you are and, and... how you got to do what you do. Have you always been a unicorn? How did it develop? Oh, it's a great question. You know, once a unicorn, always a unicorn. But what I found on this trip is that um, you, there was a period of time where us unicorns were shunned. We were told to fit into a square box. And I grew up in a really small country town with just a few thousand people called Farmersville, Texas. <laughs> and um, I was definitely the unique one that dressed different, that thought different, that talked different. I just wanted to be so unique that it ended up being something that made me hide my light and stop shining and dim my sparkle because I felt like I was too different. Like people didn't understand me and that I came from such a small minded conservative town that my magical woo-woo-ness was just a little too much for them. And so I'm sure most of you lightworkers can relate to that feeling where you are your unique self, you know, as a young child, and then you hit middle school, high school, and you have all that external criticism, but we're not taught this sense of self-worth yet. 
So we dim our light and we become depressed. And for me, I gained so much weight. I was like 200 pounds. I'm sure you guys use kilos, but I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I gained, I was 200 pounds. I was so overweight and I was so angry and so miserable, even though I was living the life I had always dreamed of. And I didn't understand why. And it took a lot of um, self-discovery work and conscious awareness around a lot of the past pain that I had carried from childhood, from, you know, blocking my intuition or quieting down my inner voice because I, you know, didn't want people to think that I was weird. So it, you know, fast forward today, I am unapologetic in my unicornness because it's, it was, it was like lost years that I, when I wasn't in tune with my authentic self, when I wasn't true to who I was, I wasn't in the flow of life. I wasn't experiencing joy, even though, like I said, on paper, everything looked perfect, but I was still not experiencing presence and, and, and mindfulness and happiness in my life. So it's been this incredible journey of growing up in a small country town and trying to escape only to realize that I was just trying to come back home to my life's mission. It started as a hairdresser um, 10 years ago, trying to help women feel beautiful because at that time I felt like it was on the outside, just like all the magazines tell us that it is. Um, and after a decade behind the chair and working with women exclusively, I now learn that beauty begins within that when you're confident and you are authentic and you believe in yourself, you are the most beautiful person out there. And when you light up the world uh, and you shine, I mean, that's, what's going to heal this world and help us to come back home to ourselves, all of us collectively. So on a mission to help women shine from the inside. That is so beautiful. It honestly sounded poetic. (laughs) (laughs) That was so beautiful. And I think we can all relate to that because every one of us in some way has had that feeling of in somewhere in our life dimming our light. And, um, And I love this topic of coming back to your true authentic self because um, I, I've, I've been on this journey myself and I'm still discovering, I think, aspects of myself. I think there's so many parts of us that get uh, so conditioned or we shun or suppress aspects of ourselves so much that it, there comes a time when we start the self-discovery journey that we don't even know who we are, you know, and it, it takes time to rediscover that. And so it's awesome to hear that you've um, moved into this space. And you mentioned that you uh, had like everything good on paper for a while, you know, before you were feeling that true flow. What, what did life look like for you then? Like, what were you doing that seemed so good on paper yeah. that didn't feel good? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it's the same life I'm living now, except I just have more tasks to do, (laughs) but taking on, you know, uh, different businesses as a soul coach for female entrepreneurs and a psychic medium. And I'm creating my Oracle deck in the, you know, currently. So it's like, I'm just doing more shit these days. It's the same thing. It's just a different perspective, but, um, on paper, you know, what I was doing was I was working in the hair salon. I was with my soulmate. We had the perfect little life. We went on vacation. We had our, we have our animals. Like it it literally is the exact same life I'm living now, but I went through these life changing experiences. Um, one of which was my mom having a massive stroke in 2012 and it paralyzed her and she couldn't speak. And it was the first time in my life where I had to cultivate, 
um, faith in something <laughs> because it was my mom and I wanted, you know, I wanted her to heal and it was, it looked pretty grim. I, I just, I remember this time and, and with Bohemian Rhapsody, all the rage right now, the movie, I feel like I should share this story. I, I walked into the ICU with my mom, uh, on the tape, you know, laying on the bed and she had a 106 degree fever and Fahrenheit. I'm, again, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she couldn't talk. She couldn't move. And they said her brain was swelling. And I walked into the room and I turned on Bohemian Rhapsody because I always told mom that if she dies, that's the song I'm playing at her funeral because it, we just have always danced and, and sang to that song growing up. Even I have pictures from the wedding of us like rocking out during that song as I had it played. But I walked into the room, I played Bohemian Rhapsody and she cried. And that's when I had the first time, like, oh my God, you're in there. Like your soul is still in there. And something deep within me knew that I could have faith or that I could have hope. And then fast forward two months later, I get trapped on a mountain in Colorado in a hybrid fucking electric car. <laughs> and um, I, it was again, that inner voice that kind of came through when my that got me through my mom's recovery, which thankfully today she's walking, talking smart ass, like the same wow. old mom. So it's like I've witnessed a, a, a miracle in my life. And so witnessing a miracle, almost dying myself and having my intuition come through and say, turn around when we got to this mountain, I, I ignored that voice and I listened to the external GPS in my car. And from mm -hmm. that day forward, I vowed to myself, I will never listen to any external GPS and I will only follow my internal voice because that is wow. what saved me. And that is what got me through the, the darkest time seeing my mom go through something so traumatic. So without those life experiences, this is why I tell everyone, don't judge your past, like thank it because it teaches you to grow and to expand. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And, and, mindfulness and being present in the moment is what I learned from both of those experiences because I couldn't be anywhere but that moment. I didn't know if my mom would be alive in the next 10 minutes, the next day. And so all I could do was just be thankful for that moment, that moment, that moment. And that is what pulled me back into the present moment and made me appreciate everything that I already had in my life. And that is what changed Paper is still the same, more jobs, <laughs> more shit to do, but so much more appreciation and thankfulness for the life that I'm living. And if I want to change it, then I change it. I have that awareness too. Wow, that's so cool. I love that because, you know, so often we hear these stories and I mean, all, every story is magic in its own right. I really love hearing this though, that it's, it's not what you were doing that changed. It's like who you were being and how your perception of the way that you were living that really changed, right? That kind of went from the space of like, you know, feel like doing the right things, but not really feeling right to suddenly having this um, incredible inner um, awareness, I suppose, of all the magic that's in your life. And yeah, that's so beautiful. Mm, you well, you know, they say a miracle is a shift in perception. So it really was all about changing the way that I was perceiving my life. I was no longer the victim. I was the one in control deciding how I want to feel and 
what I want to do and how I want to spend my time. That was the first time, honestly, in business as well. I've been an entrepreneur, gosh, since I was like six years old, but I started a hair salon over a decade ago and I had never, ever canceled a client. I'm so dedicated to my craft and showing up and supporting, you know, the world that, you know, talk about self-care and boundaries. That's what my mom, that's what my mom's stroke taught me. But that was the first time I had ever called and canceled a client. I got a phone call on a Saturday morning on March 17th. And they said, um, your mom just went underwent a hysterectomy and had a massive stroke during the procedure. And I just was like, I can't go to work. I have to go to the hospital. And so that was the first time. And I don't know, maybe well in 2012. So, uh, six years ago, that was the first time I had ever called and canceled a client. And to understand that I get to choose what I do with my time. Not that, you know, going to work was a problem, but overworking or never taking time for yourself. My mom finally recovered. I, I, like, I'm the truth telling bestie. So I just said, Hey, she finally learned how to talk. I said, Hey mom, why'd you do this to yourself? Because I realized I was reading a lot about Louise Hay saying, you know, you can heal your life, but you also created it too. So I, and manifestation and all of that. So I, I said, mom, why'd you do this to yourself? And she answered me plain and simple. She said, because everybody needed something from me and she had no time for herself. And so that's when I got really selfish with my self-care. And in turn, I've become a much more loving and compassionate um, and giving person. That is beautiful and really speaks to the power of self-care as well. Um, what are what are some of your favorite self-care uh, practices that you have? Oh my gosh, orgasm. Yes. <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, let's just be honest because that's like the number one way to heal your energy system, your emotional, I mean, all the things, right? So that is top of the line priority. Um, carving out time just to be quiet because I'm constantly supporting and guiding and helping other people. So for me, self-care looks like quiet time alone. So I always, every single morning, it's like a non-negotiable. I wake up and I put on a warm cup of tea and then I pull out my journal and my tarot cards and I pull a daily tarot card and I do, I say a prayer. And, you know, I, after my mom's experience in me realizing like, wow, there really is something greater than what we could even imagine, you know, <laughs> like, and, and it took time. It took so many synchronicities and life experiences where there was just undeniable proof. Like my father who passed away said to me while I was in a float deprivation tank, uh, Hey baby, baby girl, I had to pass in the physical world so I could guide you from the spiritual world. And I had no relationship with him in the physical world. And so it was one of those really freaky ass moments in my life. So um, the more I carved out self-care and quiet time, the more I started to receive these intuitive messages and messages from past loved ones, including my father and other family members. And then it started happening where other people who I didn't even know would come through. And um, it was a very interesting and unique <laughs> journey, but it all started with carving out time each morning to tune into what my soul needed. So every morning I ask myself, what do I, what do I need most right now? And it changes every day. So I can't tell you what my self-care routine always looks like, but I can tell you there's always tarot and orgasms. 
I love, 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 love that. And I think that's such a powerful question as well. Like, what does my soul need right now? Like, I love, love, love that question. And there's um, another phrase I like to say in the morning, and that is, what good will you have me do today? Where will you have me go? What will you have me say and to whom? I believe that's from A Course in Miracles. And I just started saying it the first time, the first moment I become conscious that I'm like waking up in my body. That's the first thing I'll put out there. And I feel like that's just a great way to kind of remind you that you're here for a reason, that every move that you make, every thought that you think and every feeling and vibe that you put out there actually contributes to the harmony or disharmony of this planet. So I don't, I think we just, we forget and we kind of like zombie mode. And if you start your morning off with an intention, it kind of uh, puts you into the, that perspective that, Oh, I'm here to shine my light. I'm here to make a difference and to be a a beacon of love. Yes. All the yes. (laughs) I'm so here for this. I, I, yeah, I love that. And I know that in my own life, I've always had the best, um, I was going to say like the best experience, but I don't even necessarily think it comes down to an experience. It comes down to that inner feeling of guide being guided and that inner faith of just like knowing that life is happening for you. Um, and then of course that then turns into incredible experiences, but I've always felt the biggest support in my kind of like spiritual self when I start my day, um, and have regular practice of doing that as well. Um, so that's always such a good reminder as well. I find that when I travel, like I occasionally slip on the, um, some of my habits and I still have that connection. Um, and I was, I'm so glad that you started talking about this, um, your development of your mediumship, because that's a topic I'm super interested in because for me this year, um, I've really opened up my gifts with being able to connect with spirit as well. So I was, I was going to ask, is that something that you were, um, you know, like consciously born with, or is that, did that really just develop through this practice of connecting with your own intuition and your own self in the mornings? Yeah. So, I mean, we're all born with the ability to intuitively connect. So I think it, I have to always put that out there that, you know, as much as we want to think we're special, we're all the same, (laughs) you know, we have we have our unique, um, we have our unique expressions, but we all have that ability to tap back into the truth and to that divine source of knowledge. But definitely for me, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a handful of things. So I've always known that I was like a little woo woo and weird. And I was always drawn to fairies and witches and the craft and hocus pocus and like all of all the things that are magical, right? I was always interested in it, but I kind of grew up in a really conservative um, Christian-based, like Christian-based home that just wasn't into that and still really is kind of, I mean, my mom is super woo, but she's in that generation that what like kind of lost her woo to the world. Uh, and she's starting to wake back up to that. So it gave me the permission to go, okay, I'm not going to repeat that same mistake and, and break, I'm going to break the cycle. And so I just went full blown woo woo. And it, like I said, I suppressed a lot of it for a long time because I was the weird one. But after going through that experience with my mom and almost dying and, and you, like vowing my life to trust my intuition, it was this gradual unfolding and a beautiful process as I look back. I mean, when I was 18 years old, I had this purple lotus tattooed on my arm. I was 
hell bent and determined to make sure it was purple and that it was a lotus. Come to find out, purple lotus represents your crown chakra and spiritual awakening and enlightenment. So, I, I mean, I've always known to some degree, but it's like you don't know till you really realize like, oh, I, yeah, all of this makes sense now. But it started making sense when... <laughs> Oddly enough, uh, some unexpected friend of ours you, who would never in a million years you would think would recommend um, the show Long Island Medium to me. He said, I really think you should watch this show, Britt. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't watch TV. I'm not into that. And yeah, like, why are you recommending this to me? It's so weird. But I was just, again, that intuitive knowing it, there was like something inside of me that was like, man, that was the weirdest recommendation. I'm going to watch an episode. So I had to like proactively seek this, like what to watch the show. And I, I found an episode and I watched it and I cried like a baby. And my husband said, babe, you can't be watching this show. And I just looked at him and I said, I want to do this for people. And he was like, WTF, like, what are you talking about? And after that, it was just like this unfolding of like, okay, well, that's what I want to do. And, and my husband, love, lovely supportive husband, bought me um, Doreen Virtue Psychic. I felt like I was getting another book on how to be psychic or, or just anything to help develop my skills. And my husband is a hypnotist. And we learned that you can use hypnotism or hypnosis to tap into deeper levels of trance state, which aka means connecting to your spiritual self to hear that, um, to hear those divine messages. And so we practice a lot of hypnosis, which if that word scares you, then I encourage you to do some research because again, just like woo woo and tarot and psychic and hypnosis, all of these words need to be debunked. They're not scary. They're just a, a more powerful tool to help you understand who you are and the divine connection that you have. And I think that's why culture and mainstream society has made it so taboo so that we don't look into it. I think there's like, firstly, this like whole talk about intuition, like how everyone's actually born with this um, ability to be able to connect with their soul, their spirit, their higher self, God, whatever, um, you know, any aspect of our spiritual realm, we have the capacity to be able to tap into. And um, I, when you were retelling the story, I like specifically really, um, what stood out to me is when you said like, um, how you vowed to always listen to your intuition, because for me, the shift that happened when I suddenly was able to follow my intuition, hear my intuition more clearly, and it really started to unfold is when I also made the same commitment to just trust whatever came through. Because up till that point, I was really much like I was so in that same state that so many people go through, I think, where you receive intuition or you have an inspired idea and you doubt that it was really, you know, a message or you doubt that it was your intuition or you doubt that it was this or that. And so, um, yeah, when I started trusting as well, and I really want to share this as well, because for those of you listening, um, this is really, I think, where it starts. And with so many stories I've heard is really starting to trust the intuition that you receive. Like, sometimes it's not convenient. Sometimes it's not like what you think it's going to be. But if you start learning to trust even on just the small things, that voice, um, I really think that's where you can dive into a deeper level of, um, you know, finding your own intuitive guidance. You're exactly right. And that's honestly mirrored for you to go, oh, see that intuition was right because the card is saying the same thing. And um, honestly, after I had that experience on the mountain in 2012, I was like, what? 
in the hell is happening. Like, this is just getting weird. I need to go see a psychic. And that was like, and I'd always been into Miss Cleo. And like, I always, you know, even though she's fake, I just like that just crystal balls, like fascinated me. And so that was my invitation. It was like, okay, go see a psychic. And so I let my intuition, I just, you know, Googled the right place, the right person. And honestly, it couldn't have been a more beautiful experience. When I sat down, she said, honey, are you intuitive? I was like, Oh my God. Yes. It told me to come here. And she said, uh, you have a gift and you need to buy yourself some tarot cards. And she started telling me everything I already knew and everything that was true about me. And I just could not, I was just so blown. That was the first time I was ever like, Holy shit. Somebody knows something that you should like, that was just weird. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think it was like, in, in that reading, she told me, she said, the most skeptical people of psychics are the psychics themselves because they doubt themselves. And that was, wow. that was one of the best pieces of advice she could have ever given me. Because just like you said, we all doubt, we all get intuitive hits every damn day. I mean, if you're taking a walk, you're probably getting an intuitive hit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you just have to trust the crazy visions and feelings that you get. And if you follow through, you'll build the confidence because you'll be like, whoa, I, I was thinking about that person and I reached out and happened, you know, like if the more you follow through on those weird promptings, the more confidence and competence you build. And that just will help you to open up and like flex your um, psychic and intuitive muscle. And I have a crazy story for you that I just heard last week. It made me Mm -hmm. jump out of my skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend of mine was five weeks pregnant and her three and a half year old looked at her and said, mommy, there's a baby in your belly. Like what? Like these kids. Kids, no. So if you are doubting that you're intuitive, you've just forgotten, honey. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And, I, and I'm also totally on the same level with you in terms of like this new paradigm, right? Like I'm, it's being called that um, online, you hear the new paradigm of light, like kind of the new paradigm of this whole spiritual woo-woo world. Um, and because like, f- for example, uh, just because of the tabooness or whatever around it, um, there's in my journey, I've at one point been afraid of tarot, been afraid of, psych- been afraid of psychics, <laughs> been afraid of hypnosis, and um, only to then um, I guess like be connected with so many amazing light workers that are now spreading the message of light that we don't, if we have a gift, we don't actually, our first concern isn't actually protection. It's knowing that we are so incredibly powerful, which of course we all have this gift, but you know, as we're tuning into it, it's, it's not that we need to be protected. It's not that it's like this like scary thing. It's actually one of the most incredibly empowering things and that there's so much that we don't understand on a, you know, on a human level that we have access to and um and hypnosis was actually one of those really interesting ones for me because i when i first heard of it all i was thinking of is like people controlling your body and your mind and making you do things that you didn't want to do when Absolutely. i mean that's what we all perceive that's our that's everyone's thought that's yeah. what like the movies have um, taught us, which is really interesting. Um, The American Medical Association back in like the 50s actually had hypnosis listed as a practice because they were using it during like World War II to amputate while they would do amputations like during the war and help them relax so much that they wouldn't feel the pain. Um, And then they created chloroform. And so they said, well, we don't need humans anymore. We can use this chemical. And so they got rid of hypnosis and turned it into, yeah, turned it into like another taboo thing. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I would love your explanation of it, but uh, my understanding is that it's really just a way to bypass a lot of the kind of con, uh, conscious uh, conditioning, I guess you can, or subconscious conditioning. I don't really know where it hangs out, but the conditioning that we have that kind of like limits us from accessing that potential and that knowing that we really have. Yeah, like you're exactly you right. Yeah, you're exactly right. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And what it is, is it's a mental and physical relaxation simultaneously. So you do bypass the critical factor, which is aka our ego, that thing that's trying to protect us. But as you can see, so many people are in these um, self-sabotaging cycles because what once protected us in the past no longer is appropriate for the means or the method or the actions that we need today to help, you know, um, move through whatever we're going through. So, um, and when I do a lot of psychic readings for people, I'm constantly telling lightworkers, it's okay. You don't have to hide anymore. And I had to tell myself that many times because I'm a psychic in Texas. I mean, good grief, you know? So it <laughs> wasn't the most supportive place to come out of the spiritual closet, but it gave me more courage and more confidence to just beat to my own drum and know that like you guys can criticize me, but what I know and the connection I have and the life that I'm living is far grander and more magical and amazing than I could ever tell anyone. So it's not even worth trying to, to argue or try to make everyone believe like the ones that know will know and the ones that don't aren't ready and that's okay. And that is also the beauty of the internet. It's just like you can connect with all of your woo-woo sisters online. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank goodness yeah. for technology. <laughs> that yeah. way, techno- what technology has done for the light worker has shown us that we aren't alone doing this courageous work. But we can't all be in the same place at the same time. Otherwise, we wouldn't be spreading the light in a balanced way. So we can't all move to like the mountains in Colorado and, you know, live in a light worker teepee hut community. We have to spread out across the globe and, and do our great work. And, and I think the Internet has just helped us to reconnect and know that we're not the only ones that signed up for this mission and this trip here. <laughs> totally. I love it. So good. So, um in in terms of uh for someone who's maybe like uh dabbling with their own intuition do you have any other advice for them of like um maybe uh something they can do or any other um mindset shifts or anything that you can offer around intuition for anyone listening yeah you know really getting in a relaxed and calm environment is going to help you to be able to hear the subtle whispers of your intuition but one of the techniques that i like to use um sonia choquette actually taught this and she was the first person i ever like the first woo book i ever read was trust your vibes by sonia choquette so first of all i highly recommend that book um, just to get you started. I took the questionnaire in the beginning of the book, just, you know, are how intuitive are you? And I scored like 100%. I'm like, okay, I need this book. <laughs> and, um, so getting in a quiet, relaxed state is going to really be essential to getting in touch with it in the beginning. I mean, now I can go into the mall and I can still be intuitive. I can still access that area because I've practiced so much, but as impasse and sensitive people, if you go into a crowded place with a lot of energy, sometimes it's hard to just focus in and tune into that particular channel, your intuitive channel, rather than picking up everyone else's information. So one of the things Sonia taught is she would have people say, my head says, my head says, my head says, and you would repeat that sentence and finish it with whatever your head was telling you. 
And then you would follow that by my heart says, my heart says, my heart says, and then you would speak from the heart. And that can kind of help you differentiate the subtle uh, differences between what it sounds like when you're talking from your head and your um, analytical thinking and what it sounds like when you're speaking from your heart and how it feels in your body. That is so cool. I'm going to try that tomorrow. <laughs> like literally, that is so good. I like that. And it's interesting as well, because like, um, a lot of times we think like, how does something simple like that work? But how am I going to know? But here's the interesting thing about the mind is that when you actually prompt it or ask a question, it's like a computer, it will like fill in the sentence. And it this really is really well. Yeah. And, and this is why things like kinesiology and like all these interesting things work is because on a soul level, we already know the answer and our body can respond to that inner knowing. So if we like, you know, give our trick our brain or, you know, like reword things or ask questions in the right way, we actually create um, a space where we can um, find our own answers. So that's a really awesome prompt. Yeah, it's so true. And and to take that even deeper, my husband does this amazing, he did this meditation or hypnosis or whatever you want to call it. He did this with me um, to help me develop my intuition. And this was a game changer for me. He had me go through this process where he would tell me statements that were true or false that I knew to be true or false. And then he would ask me, where do you feel it in your body? So he would say a true statement and then he would say, okay, where does that resonate in your body? And I would go, oh, that's in like my belly or in my heart or whatever is Gabrielle. (laughs) And he would say, where do you feel that? And I would feel it in different parts of my body. And so I began to start testing true and false statements that I knew to be true so that whenever I needed to come up with, like, for instance, now when people talk to me and if they're telling me a lie, my body will resonate in the areas that are untruth, like not true. Uh, and if people are telling me the truth, then my different areas that resonate for true for me will start to activate. So I'm, I kind of have like a built-in lie detector in my body because I'm just um, aware of the subtle feelings that it causes. That is super, super cool. <laughs> they, they need you on like one of those police shows. <laughs> well, they have used psychics before, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and one of the other things that I was really interested to talk about as well is um, the how this all translates into like fierce authenticity. So Um, I know you mentioned before that all of this has allowed you to step more into that space in your life. How would you describe, like, if if someone was like, okay, what is authenticity? Like, how do you be authentic? authentic? How would you describe that? Yeah, being authentic just means that every action that you take is aligned with your core values and beliefs. Um, So really, to be authentic, you have to discover who you are. You're going to have to go on that inward journey of self-discovery. And, and honestly, that's why I created Shine School, because I, I, I didn't have this map, this roadmap to look inside and go, okay, well, wh- you know, what areas are affecting my confidence? What areas are affecting my self-worth? And, and it really takes you creating inner awareness of who, like, who you are at a, at a soul level, not your job, not the titles or the labels that you were given in high school, but going deeper than that and establishing what your values are. What do you stand for? For me, I'm, I don't eat animals. I'm all about, let's save the planet and no plastic bags. Like 
I am an advocate for the values and the beliefs that I have through the actions that I take. So for me, authenticity is people that say what they mean. (laughs) So if you believe in something, uh, then you're standing up for it and you're doing it and you're not doing things out of guilt or, um, you're not doing things because you want people to like you or, um, for financial gain and it affects anything in an, anyone or anything in a negative manner, you know, and for me, it's like really aligning to what is right for the good of all involved, but also still staying true to your integrity. Uh huh. I love that. Yeah. And integrity definitely comes into play there. And I think this is like such an interesting one because for me, for example, I also don't eat animals, but there was such a long time in my life where I didn't even notice that that was out of alignment for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because, um, we, I guess we live in this world where we're just taught that things, um, are a specific way and, um, you just, I don't, you know, like I would watch things with animals and be like, Oh my God, I love animals. And then I'd like go eat salami or something like completely, um, unaligned from, from the way that I was, um, from what was really true to me. And so I also find it really interesting thinking about this perspective of, um, keeping in mind that it might take time for you to even realize what um, what actions you need to take in order to become um, fully into alignment or authentic to your core expression. Uh, however, it's also about having the bravery and the complete like honesty with yourself that you can move to those places and like face face that because like when I started to notice that I possibly wasn't in alignment with that just through like my gut feeling suddenly I just wasn't feeling good about eating meat anymore and there's plenty of other examples in my life as well but um, then I, you know, I had this like inner feeling where I was either like for a little while, I was kind of just like ignoring it. And I was just like, Oh, but you need meat or whatever I was telling myself. (laughs) And then, um, there came a point though, when I was just like, no, I have to be honest with how I'm feeling. And that's when I really allowed myself to dive into it. And that's when I kind of discovered myself at a whole new level and almost like realized a whole new, um, level of value, um, like my own personal values and, uh, self-discovery that had been there this whole time, but I wasn't actually, um, in alignment with, and then how not only that particular example, but many other times that this has happened has then played out is I feel the more that you step into that authentic truth, the more you have the courage to fully step into it and own that and step further into alignment with really who your souls come here to be, then that's also where things like your intuition, although you have access to that all the time, but you know, your intuition becomes maybe a little bit clearer, or maybe you have more courage to follow those steps. Like the opportunities just, um, come a little bit easier. Like there's a lot more flow with everything because your soul is kind of in that energetic flow that it's meant to be in. Yeah, you're so right. It definitely takes time to really, um, create awareness around what doesn't align with you and it will happen Uh, one step at a time, like the universe isn't just going to blow you open and be like, okay, you need to fix all this shit at once. You'll be so overwhelmed as this like sweet little human soul, you know, little human down here. So it happens, it happens over time. For instance, in 2011, before all the crazy shit hit the fan, I had taken mushrooms for the first time. I'd never done any drugs. And I knew my soul was like, I've always been curious about mushrooms. I want to try it. And we watched a Joe Rogan stand-up comedy where he talked all about how they're the spiritual, um, you know, 
practice and shamanic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is confirmation. Like I want to try it. So I, I, I tried mushrooms for the first time. And uh, on that trip, I looked at a picture of my husband and I from our wedding. And I said, who are those people? That's not who we are. I said, we don't eat animals. We aren't these, we aren't as mean. We were very mean back then. I'm like, we aren't supposed to be assholes. Like I just went through this long list of like qualities that were inauthentic to who we really were. I mean, we were going to change our last name to Heartless at the, at the time. And now we're like the most loving and joyful and light filled beings. But wow. it was that transformation through the darkness. It took time. So the mushrooms were the catalyst. And then talk about 2012, a year later, I go through these life-changing experiences. And now here we are at 2018. It's like, well, guess what else has happened along the way? I've changed this, my health, this, you know, all these things. Um, so yeah, don't feel overwhelmed. Like when you know, you've like, okay, it's time to do it's time to step into transformation. Just know that it's going to be one step at a time. You don't have to rush the process. Like it's all unfolding in divine timing. The right teachers will show up at the right moment that you need with the right medicine. So just be present and be thankful. And that's enough, honestly. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And, and then it's, yeah, it's, it's being able to have that courage and, and connect with your soul sisters, like, and brothers, I keep saying soul sisters, but also your soul brothers, because I love them too. And everyone in between, (laughs) but you know, like connect with those people that are there to, um, to support you along that journey as well, because as much as I think we feel like we have to be alone on this journey. And although that, um, the healing and the transformation does happen within us, like it is a very personal thing we can. So, be so supported along this journey as well. And I think anybody who's been through any sort of growth development journey, whether it be um, very uh, heavily on the spiritual side or on the uh, mindset side or on the physical side or whatever aspect of life, uh, they're going to want to support you. They're going to want to be there to chat with you and, um, and I guess like just be a a little encourager for you and let you know that, you you know, it's all okay. (laughs) It's so true. That's like exactly why I created my Facebook group, Shine Tribe Sisterhood, because when I was going through this awakening process, I totally felt alone. I'm like, wow, I'm getting weird. The people that I'm surrounded by currently are thinking I am losing my mind, but in reality, like everything's starting to make sense and they're crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so I, I, again, thank you technology for allowing us to connect with all the other light workers who, who are doing this great work, but also feel alone. So mm, yeah, definitely, there are definitely people out there ready to support you. Yeah. So I'm going to include um, the link to your group in the, um, it's going to be included in the description for the podcast. So in the show notes, so anyone who wants to join that group, make sure you go join it. Um, mm. And where else can people find you just while, while we're on this top topic, Brittany? Yeah. So of course you can always go to my website, brittanycarmichael.com, but I'm always hanging out on Instagram at the world by Brit. And that's with one T. Um, and also my private Facebook group, Shine Tribe Sisterhood. Those are, that, those are going to be the best places that you can find me. Yeah. So fun. And I, and I know that like I connected with you so much as well by following you on Instagram as well, because I love your content. I love your woo woo Wednesdays. I love your, um, like your moon, um, descriptions of the the new moon and the full moon and everything in between. Like you are just so fun to follow. So highly, highly. Thank you. And what, what are the odds today would be Wednesday on a new moon? Oh my gosh. Magic. So lots of magic happening today. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and if 
just for um, like, if you had any advice that you could leave the listeners with based on like what we talked about, or maybe you have like intuitive guidance to talk about anything else, like what would you leave the audience off with? Be yourself, no matter what, period, the end. Podcast over, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, be yourself. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the um, on the podcast, Britt. It's been so cool having this conversation with you. I love hearing, um, you know, your perspective of always having done the right things, but being able to discover yourself through that and bringing so much more purpose into what you're doing. Because I think so many people that are listening are in this space where maybe they already feel like they're doing the right thing, but you know, they're wondering why it's maybe not fulfilling them to the level that they um, want to be. And it's, you know, the magic happens with the perspective shift, the miracle, right? As you mentioned, magic happens in the mindset. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so it's been really cool to hear that and everything else that you've had to share. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a a divine and sparkly, magical conversation. I hope everyone got the nugget of wisdom that they needed from this. Yes, absolutely. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for being here. Um, Go join Britt's Facebook group if you resonated with her um, or head over to my group as well, Abundant Babes, and we can continue the conversation about anything that you heard here. If you want to talk more intuition, if you want to talk more woo-woo, if you want to talk more authenticity, aligning with your true self, then we can always continue that conversation over in the group. So go on over to those and join us and we can keep the conversation going. Until next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.